Well, our moms think we're funny. Previously. So whenever he writes anything down, it's technically a <laughs> rap sheet. Go fuck yourself, Dirk. No, I'm sh- <laughs> Wow. And now, the thrilling conclusion. Let me just run upstairs and grab myself some virgin olive oil. <laughs> what I'm saying is that is that that's that's a way of getting around like the whole thing like like a certain rapper whose name I'm not gonna mention, uh, who shot himself and got street cred for it. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> It's the same thing as like, yes, I have a rap sheet. Technically, I write my raps on a sheet of paper, <laughs> and it's go. called a rap sheet. So, yes, I'm, I'm a tough guy just like you are. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, uh, jealous tough guy music with my tough guy ears. <laughs> so, jealous, because I'm out to get mine. Uh, Shay with a gauge and vanilla with a nine. Okay, so... Um, thought he was solo. Thank you. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> I thought he was solo. Now, all of a sudden, he's like, Shay, back me up. <laughs> he's calling Shay like a little pussy bitch that he is. My friend Shay was there. You can ask him. <laughs> so, I passed by the, the quote unquote, uh, like the girls because they, because they, I need some action and I go, so what, so is he looking for women or is he looking to get into a fight? Because it sounds like he's looking to get into a fight. I drive over there to where these haters are. Be like, yo, what up, haters? Right? And then he's like, what, you got beef and everything? Yo, I got, you know, I got mine. My boy Shay got his as soon as he gets here. And like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of action? So he so he left the, stu- the studio to go, quote, unquote, solo to start a fight that he couldn't back up. <laughs> that he had to call his friend after going solo. I'm gonna go solo and go start some shit. And he's like, "Help! I shouldn't have gone solo." <laughs> what a pussy! <laughs> Vanilla Ice, please don't put a hit out on us. I'm sorry for Turk. <laughs> Um, Excuse me, this was your idea, by the way. <laughs> I said a critical analysis, not a flagrant mockery. <laughs> you knew what I was going to do. You knew. Okay, so. Okay. Ready. Out to get mine. Shea with the gauge. Yep. And vanilla with the nine. Yep. So, he called his friend Shay uh, on his on his car phone, because it's the 90s. So, he didn't have a cell phone. He had a car phone. Of or maybe course. he called his beeper and put in 911. It's like, help <laughs> Over my head. Yo, <laughs> They're gonna take my thumbs. <laughs> Yo, I want someone to come get me. <laughs> Shay, can you pick me up, buddy? <laughs> okay, jealous because I'm about to get mine. Shay with the gauge and vanilla with the nine. Uh, ready for the chumps on the wall. The chumps acting ill because they're full of eight ball. Okay, so he drove by the half naked chicks. And and the the crack dealers in their Lamborghinis. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he, he says, says to himself, "They're all just jealous." Right. And then he's like, "Shade with the gauge, vanilla with the nine. And then what's the next line again? He's like, "Ready for the ready. chumps on the wall." Ready for the chumps on the wall. So and then he drives by. So he passes some hot looking chicks, right? Which I which I'm pretty sure are prostitutes. Um, which I'm okay with him driving by. Um, and then he goes by these like the half naked chicks. And these drug dealers in their Lamborghinis who are all jealous of him. And then he goes over to where there's a bunch of guys just hanging out on the curb drinking 40s, right? And he's like, yo, you guys better not start some shit as I'm driving by. (laughs) 
he really is an asshole. He's just going out looking for trouble. He he he's like the fucking '90s version of Shia LaBeouf. It's like, <laughs> where are you going, Ice? Going looking for trouble. <laughs> <laughs> going to smoke some cigarettes and steal from my grandma's purse. <laughs> and give me some chicken. So, um, the Trumps acting ill because they're full of eight ball. Gunshots ranged out like a bell. I grabbed my nine, all I heard was shells falling on the concrete real fast. Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas. Okay, so when did he actually stop and get out of the car? Uh, that's a good question. So, I guess when he... so. Okay, so he goes over to where the crack guys are, who are all jealous of him, but he stops and he's like, hey, what's going on? Doesn't say what he's doing. He just stops in his 5.0 and be like, look at my Mustang. All you <laughs> bitches driving Lamborghinis. Yeah, my car costs a third of what yours cost. <laughs> it's like, jealous. <laughs> and... But 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 the crack guys in their Lamborghinis and their half naked chicks are hanging around with a bunch of guys who are drinking forties who probably by all intents and purposes are not smoking crack because I got my liquid crack in my hand which right. is my forty so I don't really but why why would you be hanging out with oh, okay whatever so he gets out and he's like yo don't start no shit so he he gets in his car he drives over there and he and he gets with his guy Shay who he calls up at the last minute and be like and he shakes us and he's like hey guys don't start no shit I got a gun if you want to go down I'm like he's just he's, he's just looking for trouble he's starting a bunch of shit yeah and and then and then like next thing I know I heard so so then someone tried to shoot him rightly so because he just comes around just he's like I bet you they're all standing around like it's like yo man what's going on nothing man just got this hot bitch over here she's wearing less than a bikini what are you guys doing I'm just drinking from my 40 yo yeah so crack business going good yeah how's the drunk business doing I'm drunk as fuck how you think it's going and they're like oh shit is this that vanilla ice guy oh here he comes again Want to start shit yo what's going on guys I got my 5.0 it's a rag top <laughs> you're like what you gonna start some shit Look at this. Plus, I got my boy Shay. He's on his way. He's got, he's got a 12 gauge. What up? Huh? Yeah, I didn't think you won none of that. And then pop, pop, pop. He's like, and then next thing you know, he's like, ah, they're shooting. They're shooting. He, he starts dancing around like, like can't have your way in from. I'm going to get you, sucker. So so the guy that shows up to start shit, what does he do after guns start Gunshots foot go out. I grabbed my nine. All I heard was shells falling on the concrete real fast. Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas. So, so he he's like, "Oh Lord, they shooting! <laughs> drive, ninja, drive!" <laughs> oh, this poor mic clipping the mic so bad. Oh, I think we're going to have to start putting the mic out across the room. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Might make a head blow off. All right. <laughs> okay. So, he says he grabs his gun. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't say he shot anybody. He said that, that all he hears are shells falling, but didn't say he shot anybody. But if he... Then he jumps in his car and drives away real fast. <laughs> so, he's just straight up pussy. But like, yeah, you guys don't want none of this. And they're like, I think we do. He's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Pop, pop, oh, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jumped in my car. What? Slammed on the gas. Okay. Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed. 
I'm trying to get away before the jackers jack. Okay, so obviously it's Florida. Yeah, you're not getting anywhere. So wait, before the jack... I guess the people are going to jack him. So you drive over to this place where there's drunk guys drinking 40s hanging out on the wall, which I'm assuming are probably gang members. You don't see like a bunch of old guys drinking 40s just hanging out on the right. wall, you know? <laughs> so it's probably just yeah, gang members or whatever just sitting around just drinking. And they're probably like... They're probably selling the crack for the bigger crack guys with the Lamborghinis because you don't see too many guys in the gang like driving a Lamborghini. But like, yeah, I got a Lamborghini. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a gang for life. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is a life for me. Now, I've got enough money to, to leave and put all this behind me. But I was like, oh, why would I want to do that, right? <laughs> I got a Lamborghini, all the crack I can sell. I'm like, no. So they're probably selling the crack for the guy driving the Lamborghinis. And then he pulls up there talking a bunch of shit. And they're like, oh, okay, we're going to jack this fool and take his 5.0. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. And bumper to bumper beachfront traffic. Where the fuck are you going? <laughs> I just love the idea of him like pulling out of the alleyway and just into traffic. And it's just a dead standstill. It's like, oh, I didn't think this through. <laughs> oh, like, oh, my God. Okay. So trying to get away for the jackers jack. Police are on the scene, you know what I mean? They passed me up, confronted all the dope fiends. If there so, was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. You're the problem. You are the problem. <laughs> this whole thing, we have shown that you are the problem here. Okay, so... Oh, I, I, I know what it is. Vanilla Ice is working for the police. Huh. He goes over there, starts some shit, because, you know, the, the cop's like, okay, I know that you're... The like the the crack kingpin. I know these guys over here are 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 selling the crack for you, but you know the the way they so like the way like uh, crack sales are done. You got like generally they got three guys. One guy's a lookout. Right. One guy's a money man. One guy is the drug guy. So lookout, of course, he's looking out. The money man. You go up to the money man. You're like, yeah, I want to buy some rock. You give him the money, right? And then you know he signals to the rock guy. Yo, this guy paid me. He goes over there and he and you and the rock guy gives him the drugs. Yeah. So there's no exchange there of money for drugs. You're just giving this guy some money and then you just happen to walk over here and this guy just says like, oh, hey, um, would you like this? Like, it's like when you're like people are handing out flyers and shit. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the you've got the lookout guy that's looking out and making sure everything is, is right. So, so the cops are like, we, we can't really bust these guys. But then here comes Vanilla Ice, and he comes over here like starting a bunch of shit. They pull out guns, and all it's because now we got them. Now we've got them. They're, they're pulling out guns. They're shooting in a public place. Now we have something to arrest them on. Oh look! And when we arrest you, guess what we find? Oh, we've got you. Got a pocket full of crack, and you've got more money than a young man should have. Right? That's definitely an arrestable offense. Right. <laughs> we'll just confiscate this. Um, and, and then, and it was Vanilla Ice is like, uh oh, I'm trying to get away, but really he just he just gets out of the way so the cops can come in there and bust all of them. So he's a narc. He is. He's a narc who's trying to clean up the city streets so he can sell his sticky stars. I think so. Okay, well, this is all coming together because because all these people are like it's like shit. I'm so used to buying crack. What am I gonna buy now? <laughs> what, what, what is gonna be my new addiction? Sticky stars. Well, have you ever tried sticking these to your ceiling and you can look at the stars at night inside? Can I smoke them? <laughs> okay so, right, so police on the scene they passed uh, him up confronted all the dope fiends fucking narc narc uh, mm -hmm. if there was a problem yo I'll solve it 
Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. You can saw it right now. You can take that. You can take that nine you have. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just place it under your chin, and I, you know, whatever you do after that is between you and you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just, you know, it's like I'm like a GPS. Like you know, it's like GPS. Like Siri, which way to the pier? The pier is over there. Now, what you decide to do at the pier, that's all on you. You know, so I'm just, I'm just. Telling you how to get to the pier. I love that we're trying to cyberbully Vanilla Ice into committing suicide. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not say that. I am not saying that at all. You implied it. I did not imply. You I implied just, it a little bit. I just said that. Hey, I mean, he could just he could be resting on it. I didn't tell him which way to point the gun. That's, that put it. He could, he could be posing with you know, like like guys always like go to pose and stuff like real close to their face. That's what he could be doing. Like yo, can you give me a gangster. That's like like like. Like when guys really want to like like pose real tough, what do they do? They get down like real low, like all hunched over, like a baby trying to take a shit in a corner. And I'm like, and that's supposed to be like real tough. I mean, I don't know why that's supposed to be tough, but that's what they do. And I'm not making fun of those guys, right? I'm just saying that that's the pose. And like I describe scraps and you're like, yes, I know exactly what you're oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, no, it's you know? very evocative. Yeah, so, um, well, hey, we've been going for an hour. We still got another verse. Let's do another ad break. Okay. All right. Another ad break. <laughs> eh, damn vanilla ice. <laughs> you know, I told you we should have done a critical analysis of like all oh, single ladies. Because then it would just been, we've been done already. Yeah, it, we all have. single ladies, all single ladies. If, if you like it, you should have put a ring on it. All single ladies, all single ladies. <laughs> damn. I mean, we just did an analysis of the song right there. During the ad break, we did an analysis of the song. We would have been done already. We could do a critical analysis of the Nicki Minaj song, You a Stupid Ho. <laughs> um... That would require me to listen to a Nicki Minaj song. Yeah, but that, that's it. <laughs> it's yes. just that over and over and but over. But it would still require me. Like Now I have knowledge of the lyrics to a Nicki Minaj song where I didn't before. Could be worse. No, I think it'd be worse if I was actually dating Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Holy shit, never want to be a eunuch so bad in my life. <laughs> Excelsior True Believers, there's a new podcast called In the Gutter, starring yours truly, Wallcrawler 1. And Turk 182 from the podcast, Our Moms Think We're Funny. In the Gutters will explore all of comicdom, from the depths of the Atlantean Oceans all the way to the up, up, and aways of the expanses of the multiverses. We'll sleep, eat, and full bleed from the local comic shops to the grave for you here on In the Gutters. Please join us for our premier podcast found on... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, and CastBox. Also, expect X-Men and Claremont. Lots of X-Men and Claremont. All right. Well, hey, everybody. We're back again. And uh, we're going after our final verse of Ice Ice Baby. Yep. Turk 22 and Acomia are back with a brand new invention. <laughs> Take heed, because I'm a lyrical poet. Miami's on the scene, just in case you didn't know it. My town that created all the bass sound, enough to shake and kick holes in the ground. Oh, okay. That, that, that's pretty straightforward. I got no Fair. problems with that, you know? So, <clears throat> I see, yeah, okay. So, yeah, Miami yeah. invented bass. Okay, yeah, the, the bass sound. I, I can say that, that that did come from Miami. Or, I, I don't know if it did, but I know that the, Miami is really known for the bass sound. All right. Yeah. Uh... <clears throat> Because my style's like a chemical spill. Feasible rhymes that you can envision and feel. Because my style's like a chemical spill. Yeah. Yes, I feel contaminated and <laughs> intoxicated by it. And I feel like like by listening in, to these lyrics that I am somehow going to like be 
transformed like that guy from RoboCop. <laughs> it, actually, once we're done with this, I'm going to wander out in traffic and be like, help me, man, and hope that somebody hits me with a car. Uh, I think what's more likely to happen is you're just going to wind up like the Toxic Avenger. <sighs> just permanently deformed. I mean, at least he got some muscles out of it. No, that's true. You know his face was all fucked up. <laughs> So, feasible rhymes that you can envision and feel. That makes sense, although it's, like, really poorly worded. Feasible? Yeah. Feasible rhymes? Feasible rhymes? And let, I mean, maybe the lyric is actually visible rhymes. Let's say it's visible. But then that's visible rhymes that you can envision and feel? Yeah, that, 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 that's, this is the verse that he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's, that's redundant. I am not. <laughs> okay. You're <I> redundant. <laughs> okay, well, I know that feasible typically means, like, you know, how, like, how possible is it? How, like, likely is it, right? Okay, so, so far, none of this is likely with him in his 5.0, like, driving over there to where the rock guys are and be like, hey, it's me, Vanilla Ice, the white guy rapper. You're like, there ain't no such thing. <laughs> okay, so, um, the dictionary definition of feasible is possible to do easily or conveniently, likely or probable. So, I guess he's saying that it's, like, easy and convenient rhymes, that it just, like, comes really easily for him. That were written by somebody else. So I guess that did come really easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, this is so great. All I do is I give somebody money and they give me rhymes. It's so easy. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I think saying you can vision and feel, I think that's a little bad. But that, it, it is. That's real bad. It's clunky. Feasible rhymes that you can vision and feel. Okay. Yeah, not, not the best line here. Uh, conducted and formed. This is a hell of a concept. We make it hype and you want to step with this. Shea plays on the fade, slice like a ninja, cut like a razor blade. Okay, so, alright, let's, let's back up and let's go a little slower here. <laughs> alright, so, um... That's the thing, it's like, there's no convenient stopping point. He just goes with this. Feasible rhymes... What's, what's, what's before feasible rhymes? What's, what's, the, what's before that? Uh, my style's like a chemical spill. Okay, my style's like a chemical spill. Which... Which is there just so we can say feasible rhymes that you can vision and feel but feel and spill don't actually like <laughs> like rhyme they do in miami uh, i guess uh, it's miami okay so <laughs> breaking news florida man rhymes spill and feel <laughs> that's it this is all just a rap by florida man <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> now it all makes sense uh okay so okay so why would you why would you compare your rhymes to a chemical spill chemical spills are bad <laughs> Because they like, spread like, everywhere like, and nobody can stop them. Like, nobody decided, like, did you hear about Chernobyl? I know. We're going, we bought property there already. I can't <laughs> wait to go put my house there. He's like, you know, we were going to buy a house in Three Mile Island, but then Chernobyl happened and we're like, oh, what the hell? And he's like, oh, you guys are going to Chernobyl? Oh, we're going to, was it uh, Fujiko, Japan? Have you heard about <laughs> what happened there? And it's like, the whole place, it glows in the dark. <laughs> That's why he glows when the lights are off because his rhymes are a chemical spill. Yeah. So basically, what he's saying is just he's just toxic. He is the '90s version of the coronavirus. Pretty much. Okay. All right. So, so rhymes like a like a chemical spill. Feasible. feasible rhymes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, like a chemical feasible rhymes that you can vision and feel. Vision and feel. Conducted and formed. This is a hell of a concept. Okay. 
We make it hype, and you want to step with this. Concept, you want to step, okay, with this. Shade plays on the fade, slice like a ninja, cut like a razor blade. Okay, slice like a ninja, cut like, okay, okay, not, I mean, those are very visual. Yeah. I got no problem with that except for it, it doesn't really add anything to the song. Like, what are you, what are you slicing like a ninja? I mean, um, is, is he talking well, about like, like the, I would assume that it's, it comes in with Shay plays on the fade. Well, so is Shay DJ Earthquake? I don't know. Is that his real name? It beats me. Because and, that's who the DJ is, is DJ Earthquake. He'll be the one that would be on the fade, right? And he'd be the one that would be like scratching and slicing the regular. I've never heard of someone slicing the regular, but, yeah, but slicing it up, chopping it up, whatever. Um, I mean, like, that could be, like, the edits and stuff. What edits? Like, like splicing and cutting everything together? No, nah, man. That's that's what the, uh, that's just what, when, you, when, you, when you're doing that and you got somebody on the turntables, that's what they're doing, man. They're hmm. putting all that stuff together. <clears throat> so. Slice like a ninja, cut like a razor blade. Except, well, like, from there, he says, um, so fast, other DJs say, damn, if my rhyme was a drug, I'd sell it by the gram. So, so fast. So maybe he's saying that, like, that, like, he's, he's as fast as, uh, a ninja cutting with a razor blade or some shit. Uh, but, okay, what, what does speed have to do with it? He doesn't rap really fast. Like, Jay-Z used to do some fast rhymes, like, Twista does some fast rhymes you know like what what is what is he fast rhyming he's he is not objectively but he must have thought that he was okay all right so the dj say damn if my okay if so my. okay so i guess he he's talking about he's talking about shay who's on the turntables messing with the fade right he's he's like slicing records up back and forth and yeah. he's so fast with this that other djs looking like like holy shit it's like i'm not that guy i can't like you know do this that well yeah um other djs say damn uh he's so good okay i can put that all into context yeah makes yeah. perfect sense to me that works beautifully then we go to the next <clears throat> part which is if my rhyme was a drug i'd sell it by the gram as you do with drugs. Right. But if my... I mean... So his, to, so his rhyme gets you high. I guess. I think he's, I think he's just saying, you know, if, if it... If it, he's saying that his rhymes are so good that if they were drugs, they'd be highly marketable drugs. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, like, the same, oh, yeah, the same drugs the, that are killing your brain cells. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I, I, think that's, I think that's feasible. Okay. Yeah. Right. So he's he's just saying you know his, his rhymes are the good shit, so to speak. Okay. All right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Keep my composure when it's time to get loose. Magnetized by the mic while I kick my juice. I can't say I've ever heard of like spitting rhymes as being like, kicking juice. Um, it was the nineties. I was around back in the nineties. I still don't remember <laughs> remember that. Um, so <laughs> that's the most condescending thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was around in the nineties. <laughs> okay. So what, so what? Something when it's time to get loose. What is he? Um, magnetized by the mic while I kick. No, no. Before that, something. Keep, keep when, my composure. Oh, so keep my composure when it's time to get loose. Okay, great. Keep my composure when it's time to get loose. I fully understand that. Yep. Keep my composure when it's time to get loose. Magnetized, magnetized by, by the, the mic, mic when I kick my juice. Yeah. 
uh, even though I've never heard of, of, of rapping as being called uh, kicking my juice, um, I've never heard that before. But okay, I'll I'll let it go. And like when he's when he's doing his thing on the microphone, like the like the the mic just has him, and like it, okay, I, I can I can take that. Like the the, the mic is his calling. Still haven't heard what this brand new invention is yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. It's the sticky sticking to the, the walls like Spider-Man, like a wounded door Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while D Shay revolves it. I think it's supposed to be DJ, just a uh, um, Okay. So we still know who VIP is. I'm um, just, just gonna go back to that. Still know who VIP is. Um and uh, he keeps saying that if there's a problem, we've already identified the problem, but he's not doing anything about it. He just keeps going, oh, if there's a, if there's a problem, it's like, like the person that would be like, that tells you to help you move, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, man, if you ever need anything, just let me know. Just give me a call. Just, I can use some help. Yeah, man. Yo, yo, anytime you need some help. Well, I got this thing going on. Speaking. Yeah, sure thing, bro. Yeah, you come on. Just let me know and I'll help you out. Okay, well, yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, man. Yeah, just let me know. Just, <laughs> just give me time, right? And I'll be there. That That's him. Yeah, if there's a problem, just let me know, man. I'll, I'll solve it. It's like, well, I got a problem. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, dude, you're so full of shit, dude. <laughs> Pretty you, much. You're not going to help anybody with anything. Oh, well, we do have this one final line here, which is, uh, yo, man, let's get out of here. Word to your mother. Well, aren't they sitting in traffic, waiting on traffic to move? <laughs> well, no, I don't think this is, that it's all, like, a simultaneous occurrence. So he's just picking random shit and just telling it all out of order. Yeah. It's like, one day, I said I was going to go solo. And another day, I was driving down the street, and there were these girls waving at me. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. And then another day, I went, and I was like, hey, there's a bunch of guys in Lamborghinis. Uh, and, like, they're all, like, you know, jealous of me because I got this, uh, you know, this, this 5.0. Yeah, and then another day, I was hanging around with these guys that were, like, you know, drinking 40s on the block. And then another day, someone started shooting. One day, I grabbed my gun. <laughs> <laughs> One day, I got in the car and got stuck in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's just, like, telling his friends all these stories, like... Hey guys, I ever tell you about that time that I made my first three thousand dollars selling these cool sticky stars? I bought a 5.0. This is like the plot to a Tommy Wiseau movie. And um, I was driving, and these pretty girls waved at me, but I didn't—I didn't pick them up or nothing because you know Jesus is sad when you have premarital sex. And uh, then I went and talked to some other successful guys with Lamborghinis. And my friend Shay was there, and um, we had guns. <laughs> it was pretty cool, guys. <laughs> you should have been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go home now. I'm kind of tired. Um, but hey. Um, Why is he Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going Forrest Gump. I was going to be like, oh, but hey. Um, you know, uh, I always got your back, bro. So if you ever, if you ever got a problem, you know, I'll solve it for you. Um, yeah, just uh, if you ever got a problem, you, yo, I'll, you know, uh, you know how I, how I hear that in my mind. Like, yeah, if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> That's how I hear that in my mind. Yo, Adrian, <laughs> check out my hook. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yo, you got a problem, we'll solve it for you, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. He wrote this when he was 16. It sounds like he wrote it when he was 16. 
The lyrics describe a shooting and Van Winkle's rhyming skills. What is it? A shooting in his skills or a shooting and his skills? And. And his skills. I'm just a bit congested. Uh, a shooting and his skills. I did hear about the shooting. I'm still waiting on the skills. They're like a chemical spill. Uh, that's right. Feasible that's right. rhymes you can vision and feel. Okay, so skills and spill. <laughs> those 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 should have been put together. Those should have been, been the things that were put together. <laughs> but I skills I, I didn't do it. Spill. <laughs> Of the song's lyrics, Van Winkle stated in a 2001 interview that if you released Ice Ice Baby today, it would fit in today's lyrical respect among peers. You know what I'm saying? My lyrics aren't, pump it up, go, go. At least I'm saying something. Um, sure you are. Immediately followed by further information. List of songs that have been the subject of plagiarism disputes. (laughs) So he said if you were to put his song in a... And a what? If you released Ice Ice Baby today, it would fit in today's lyrical respect among peers. And he said in an interview from 1990 what? In 2001. Apparently, he went back to the rock guys and was like, hey, um, I'm so sorry about all the shit I said. I think you guys really do do a service to the community, and I'd like to buy some of your fine crack. (laughs) Uh, Really? Like, uh... No, no, no. There is no way that... (laughs) The way I do stuff is to go through old records that my brother has. He used to listen to rock and roll and stuff like that. And stuff like that. (laughs) He used to listen to rock and roll and stuff like that. I listened to funk and hip-hop because rock wasn't really my era. But having a brother like that, well, I just mixed the two. And he had a copy of Under Pressure... And putting those sounds to hip-hop was great. Van Winkle described himself as the first rapper to cross into the pop market and said that although his pioneer status forced him to take the heat for a lot of people for his music's use of samples, the criticism he received over sample use allowed sampling to become acceptable in mainstream hip-hop. Uh, yeah. No, you didn't. There was a big deal about sampling long before he showed up. Um... (laughs) And I could give you, like, a brief history on that. <laughs> um, well, we've been going for, like... Oh, I'm not going to. I said I could, but I'm not going to. I don't really I don't really think... I mean, come on. Discrediting Vanilla Ice's rapping skills, right, is is akin to, to kicking an old man holding a baby down a flight of stairs. <laughs> you know? I mean... I, I mean, really, that's... That's like digging a person up and then like digging two people up in their coffins and then switching their bodies and then burying them again. But like, really? What's what's the point? I mean, what have you really done? <laughs> like, you don't look cool at that. You, you haven't proven anything. Like, no, that's... All you've done is waste a lot of people's time and made people just go, ah. Yeah, yeah I, I, know, I know you thought you were trying to do something, but yeah. Oh, well, <sighs> so that was Ice Ice Baby. That was Ice Ice Baby. So, uh, okay, so uh, let's, let's go ahead and, and, uh, and, and just our critical analysis, your final thoughts there. So now, that you've, now that you've dug into the lyrics. Well, I think that uh, Detroit-based rapper Eminem says it best here. When I first heard Ice Ice Baby, I felt like I didn't want to rap anymore. 
I was so mad because he was making it real hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know, I know Vanilla Ice heard that and was like, it, it took it to mean like, like, yo, his lyrics are so good, there's no way I can compete. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, Eminem's just like, fuck, he, he killed my love for the craft. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, my, my final thoughts, um, it's not a very good song, is it? Um, it's like, <laughs> yeah, as soon as I heard Ice Ice Baby is like, it just made me want to just go get a job at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I, I don't think it's very well written, honestly. I mean, like, it, it's a catchy song, I'll give it that. Unfortunately, it's catchy because I do know the lyrics to the song. Yeah. Even though I can't say I've ever listened to the song all the way through. <laughs> or have even tried to learn the lyrics to the song. But yet, yeah. I do know them. Yeah, no, it's catchy as hell. It's a fun song. But that's because it's because, under pressure. Yeah, it's Queen. So, like, it would have to be. But, I mean, like, as far as, like, it's not really saying anything. You know, it doesn't, it's not conveying a message. It's not well written. There's not good rhymes or good flow to it. Mm-mm. The only thing you can really say about it is that it's catchy. So, so, so Beastie Boys have a song. I mean, Beastie Boys are Beastie Boys. You know, you can't. But, but they they have a song, um, and it says uh, the opening line is like, "Kicking lyrics right to your brain when you hear this sound, you be right as rain." That's tight. That's good. That's tight. And that's just one lyric. That's the opening lyric to the song. You don't really open a song with like your like your best lyric. So if that lyric is that strong, mm-hmm. then you know the rest of the shit has got to be good. Oh yeah, that one lyric is better than that entire song. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. So um. So so now we've listened to it and um and <laughs> and you, we we've dissected it. How do you feel about it? I, I like the song less than I did when we started. I don't really know if that's possible for me, if I could like the song any <laughs> less. Um, uh, I will say that I do feel uh, validated. That's, in, that's in, fair. In my initial response is like, I heard this, you know, uh, yo, VIP, let's kick it. And then like I was like, this is shit. And, and never... <laughs> and then tried the, the rest of my life to to like avoid it and it was like I had good instincts you know uh, yeah apparently yeah so um so yeah I, I I feel good about that about being like you know what this is the one time when I judged a book by its opening lyrics <laughs> and and I was right to do so yeah I mean there was never a point where I felt like like I needed to defend vanilla ice or that I was a fan of vanilla ice or that his stuff was even good even though I grew up listening to it in, in a way, I always knew that it was, like, really cheesy. And so, like, especially with, like, Ninja Rap, it was just like, boy, this is stupid. So, when you say you grew up li- listening to it, you mean listening to it as in you actively listened to it, or it, you grew up and it was always around, and you just was, never bothered to, like, change the channel with everyone was It was on. on my iPod. Huh? It was on my iPod. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, I mean, when you're... I was pretty severely limited on what I could listen to, and it's like, oh, that's, you know... That's the closest to to rap that we would get. Okay, so you know, growing up in the household I grew up in. See, this this is the, this is the problem with with 
these these super protective parents for whatever reason you know whether it's because oh i'm trying to protect you from the evils of the world because you know our church said to do this or do that with the things they say are acceptable like this is acceptable rap and it's like this is worse than anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, if, if I had, like, a five-year-old and I was like, okay, what rap song do you want them to listen to that you think is going to not fuck them up? <laughs> Ice Ice Baby or, like, uh, Fuck the Police. <laughs> fuck the Police. Listen to that because this is garbage. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is going to just, like, I mean, th- this is this is like like a chemical spill. This is going to just rot your brain. <laughs> Uh yeah. Yeah. Nah, I mean, well, mom was super protective. My, my quote, stepdad, unquote, was not. It was kind of a different bag for him. But, yeah, no, nah, I mean, we were just, I mean, I've told you before, like, we, we grew up with Christian cinema and VeggieTales and Bible Man. I mean, it, like, the, the, the non-Christian music that we were allowed to listen to was a very narrow window for a very long time. Well, I'm just saying, like, what, what they what they pick out, they say, like, this is acceptable, normally turns out to be, like, the worst thing. Like, oh, yeah. That yeah. should not be acceptable at all. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, and you know how strongly I feel against Christian cinema nowadays, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, like, I, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's but yeah. So I mean, it, it's not like I feel like a part of my childhood has died or anything because like I've, I've even even then I knew it's like this is really bad. Just like growing up inundated with Christian cinema, I knew even then that it was bad, and I would butt heads with my parents saying I don't want to watch these movies because they're bad movies. Right. Not because I believe in Satan. I just believe that Satan created these movies because that's how bad they are. <laughs> no, these movies are saying good things about Jesus. It's like, no. These movies don't make me feel any stronger, like, any closer to Jesus. They just make me feel like a bunch of misguided people who don't know jack about making movies made these movies. <laughs> that's terrible. I, that, was, that was my whole childhood was having that debate. Oh, that sucks, dude. Oh, but, I mean... Yeah, the this movie this I'm sorry, this song was was just as, as bad as uh, as I always thought it was. Now that I know all of the the lyrics, unfortunately, um, that was one of the drawbacks of doing this. That it, it's it, it's even worse than than I originally thought. It it's nonsensical. Conducted and formed. This is a hell of a concept. Yeah, uh, I still don't know what his brain invention is. Um, you know, for the guy who's, who's, I'm back. I don't know who VIP is because he ditches VIP to go solo, but then hooks up with Shay because he's got a 12 gauge. You can protect him when he goes around starting shit. Um, yeah, I, uh, so, so picture it. It's late at night. The little girl is like climbing into bed. Her mom and dad kiss her goodnight. She turns out the light and she rolls over onto her back and she looks up at the ceiling and there glowing on the ceiling is vanilla ice. And he goes, yo, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's bad. Opening credits. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really bad. Um, uh, yeah, it's... It's it's a, it's a it's a horrible song, and, and there's nothing good about it at all. It, it really is just straight up garbage. Uh, and, and and unfortunately, it was. You know, I think the only thing that really made it marketable was the hook and the the person. It was one of those things like, oh, he was- rap is really popular. Here's a white guy that we can put out there as a rapper. 
and now we're kind of delving more into him than like just the lyrics of the song but i mean if you took his look that he had back in the day nothing about that said rapper yeah. nothing about that i mean he he had the the like MC Hammer pants, but with the American flag colors, I mean, like the red, white, and blue, like which didn't make any sense. Like nobody wants a roundhouse kick to the face when I'm wearing these bad boys. I just, it was like all that was just it was just it was it was bad, but it was, it was something that was marketable to suburbia under the way of rap. It's like oh, it's like your kids are listening to rap. Well, let's give them something that you feel good about listening, a rap you feel good about listening to, and it'll be this. Yep. Yep. And that's all it was. It was garbage with like you know, a a, a nice a nice hook because it was Queen. Mm-hmm. And I think the other part of that was, which is what a lot of uh, artists do nowadays. And I'm gonna go back to the Nicki Minaj thing, which is like, oh, I'm gonna do uh, like Baby Got Back, and it's gonna be like my song. Like it's not Baby Got Back. It's whatever it is. But pretty much it's. Just baby got back because yeah. I haven't really changed anything about the song, it's the hook or anything. Yes, yeah, just a remix. So the the Nicki Minaj thing is Anaconda, that's, right? That's what her version's called. But yeah, but it really is just baby got back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't done anything different with it, but a lot of people pick it up and it's and be, it's catchy because I know it. I know this song because of that. So the parents hear Ice Ice Baby and they're like, oh. Yeah, this is uh you know the under pressure, mm-hmm. and okay you know it's under pressure to me. Well, no, it's not, but yeah, I get it, I get it, and like yeah, this is just straight up garbage, um, and no, that's all I can say is it's just garbage. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, at this point now, I think I've beaten this horse way past glue. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think so. Although I do want to throw out there, this kind of ties in with what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I want to throw today. it out too. Well, um, we were talking about Thomas Kincaid, and like, you know, the guy couldn't paint for shit, but he could market like there was no tomorrow. And that's why he was successful, was that he was a really good marketer. And he, he was able to take something that he was not technically proficient in, but he was really good at selling it. And so I think that's kind of what we ran into with Ice Ice Baby. Right. Was that like, it was the right guy at the right time. And even though he was not technically proficient at rapping, it was like, yeah, but this is just the perfect storm of what people want. Uh, yeah, I, I, w- I would definitely agree with that. Is that he? Um, he was that. He was that. That guy at that time. And I think the other part of it is like that was not obviously that was not his his image. That was a corporate image that was pushed on him, and he readily accepted it. Yeah, yeah. And you, it, you might say that, okay, yeah, he he accepted it um, because it was like, oh, hey, I'm gonna make a lot of money from this, and you know, it, this might be the only record deal I'll get because, again, a white guy rapping, you know, you really hadn't seen that in, in quite a while. What do you have like next? Snow, the Canadian rapper guy, which is um, okay. Whatever, um, and you know, supposedly he was like a gang member in Canada, which I, they, Canada actually has gangs. I'm not sure if you guys know that. You wouldn't think they do, but apparently Canada has gangs. <laughs> they like, hold the door wow. open for you whether you want it or not. <laughs> yeah, when they go, when they actually, they actually, they call you and schedule an appointment for your muggings too. Does this thing work for you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just remember to leave like your driver's license and uh, and any family photos. Just leave, take them out of your wallet and leave them at home. I just want the cash and maybe one of your credit cards. Pick the one with the lowest balance. That way, you know, if it takes them a while to close it and everything, you're not going to lose that much. All right? Okay, great. <laughs> I'll see you then. 
And then afterwards, after they mug you, they send you a thank you card. It was a pleasure sticking a gun into your ribs. <laughs> you made this so easy. It's like, no, you can't take this. I need this money. Oh, I'm sorry. Here. <laughs> Here's a picture of me getting high with the money that I stole from you. <laughs> Wish you were here. <laughs> Just like when you like support one of those kids in a foreign country and they send you a picture of them. No, I think I think Canadian gang members are, are just really brutal, just like other ones. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, yeah, it was he was he sold himself out, and 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 you may think, okay, well, yeah, I'm doing this, but it's my only shot. But you also have to look and say that if this is what you're selling yourself out for, not only are you are you throwing away everything that you kind of stand for in a sense, but also you're losing your chance to be what you really wanted to be because you can't just flip your image around. Yeah, you can't. And, I mean, as long as he's happy with what he became, hey, more power to him, right? Mm, sure. <laughs> I mean, but if you're not, then you do have to recognize that you kind of did it to yourself, dude. And <laughs> if I was put in that position, would I have acted any differently? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But, I mean, yeah, you had to look at it and been like, oh, hey, you know, even even not to bring it back to comic books but even dr manhattan when he's like you know they're turning me into something you know you know that i don't want yeah. they're making they're turning me into a weapon and he recognizes that and he's like this is not what i want to be yeah 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 um but uh but yeah he um he didn't he was like money bitches my own movie you know <laughs> sure why not and then what two years later he was a joke Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he lasted two years. It was a very fast, fast, like, firework flare out and just gone. I mean, dude, when Arsenio Hall, like, just rips you to shreds on his talk show, the Arsenio Hall show, mm-hmm. when he rips you to shreds, you know that you have just, like, just just, just raised the ire in people. Um, that's, oh, oh that's, that's, that's so, that's so sad, yo. Again, and... Even though I would like to say, like, you know, I feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah you, you know, this is what you stepped into, dude. You know, and, yeah. and you did it willingly. So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And what's even worse is that you get hung off a balcony for that. I mean, if I'm going to get hung off a balcony, it's got to be for a lot of things. But for that, <laughs> like for selling myself out to become that, that's what that's what hangs me off a balcony. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, no, we've been we've been at this for uh, more than an hour and a half now. This is like our new lambda move, man. Hour forty. Hour so. forty. Holy shit! An hour and forty. Yeah. I think we probably need to make this two episodes. Uh, well, we got two ad breaks in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but still, hour forty. That's a lot of listening to talk about Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like his album on repeat five times. Well, you know, hopefully ours is more entertaining than that. Let's hope so. God, if we had but to yeah, do his we, entire album, I think I would just, <laughs> I would, I would, I don't know, do something to myself horrible. <laughs> yeah, we we may just make this a two-parter. I don't mind that. Hey, can I just toss something in here at the end, just real quick? For sure. Um, and it's completely off-topic, but you know, again, as we do, there's something playing in the background, and um, and they they show this this really quick shot here of a uh, Project Greenlight. 
for those of you that are unaware what Project Greenlight was, um, and I missed what they were saying about how what that has to do with whatever they're talking about here, but for any of you that are unfamiliar for what Project Greenlight was, Project Greenlight was a was something that was started by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon that had two, I don't want to say ran for two years, but had two uh, contests. That's what they were. They were movie contests mm -hmm. um, where you would um, write a screenplay uh, and <clears throat> you write a screenplay and you submitted it to this contest and then if you um it would be evaluated and the winner of the contest would be able to produce their movie but the movie was going to be like under like 25 or fifty thousand dollars huh. um and then the it was a uh it was a reality series that was on hbo and they were going to film them you know the, the reality show of them making the movie so I believe, I don't know if the first one was the Battle of Shaker Heights that had Shia LaBeouf in it, or if I was the second one. Because there were only two, like, seasons. Yeah. Um, so I actually took part in the first Project Greenlight. Huh. Um, and, uh, and I tell you, it was probably one of the worst experiences I've had as a writer. Huh. Um, and the reason was because, I, you know, I think that they... Being Matt, Matt Damon and uh, and Ben Affleck, you know, and you know them, you know, doing what they did and um, and uh, uh, writing Goodwill Hunting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that they really did have the best intentions, but it it was not very well orchestrated, and yeah. it was it was completely like it was it was it was kind of almost completely a volunteer run. So what you did was you had to write your screenplay, mm -hmm. and um, oh, and, and technically I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild oh. um, because you had to you had to write your screenplay and you had to uh, submit it to the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, oh, you had to register, to become a member of Screen Actors Guild, and and all that. So technically I'm a member. I don't know if I had to pay dues or if I'm still like you know whatever. But at the time I was. Yeah. So um, so you do all this stuff and um. And uh, you submit it to the website. Hmm. So they had people that would volunteer to read the screenplays um, and and vote upon them. So you just you'd be like, oh, hey, I can't write a screenplay, but I want to read one. And you go out there and you read it and vote on it. And the main criteria was that it had to be something, a, full, a feature length movie, the script had to be so long, had to be in a proper format, and, um, and it had to be something that could be shot um, and filmed, like, you know, with like like twenty five fifty thousand dollars or less, okay. Yeah. So that was pretty much it, and there may have been some other things in there, but that's that's the main things I remember. So as a someone that was submitting a screenplay, you had to read three other screenplays. So you can just submit yours. You had to. They would like like okay, these are the three screenplays you have to read. So it'll be a random thing. Like you submit yours and you have to read three and vote upon them. So of course, other people that submitted the same thing, you've got these other judges that are out there just reading and voting on them. Yeah. Okay. So that's all well and good, except I've submitted a screenplay. Now I've got to read three other screenplays. Well, the problem is, of course, I'm going to say they're garbage mm -hmm. because I, I'm expecting everyone else to be fair Right. And do the right thing, but I'm not gonna be fair, right? right? Because why? Well, because if yours is really good, and I'm like, holy shit, yours is really good, mine doesn't stand a chance. 
<laughs> of course, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yours is shit. But there's no one out. There's no oversight to make sure that was being done properly. Right. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say that that mine was was like the best. But when I got my reviews back, someone uh, in in the review for mine said that um that uh like uh they, the movie only took place in like in one scene. Well, no, there were there were like four different locations. Yeah. One was a restaurant. One was the the dorm room. One was the uh, no. So more than that, there was a restaurant. There was the bank that they robbed. There was the dorm room. There was the uh, the bedroom at the house that the that the guy and his girlfriend were renting. Hmm. So and there was a couple outdoor shots. So there was more than just one. Right. But then there was no one there. Like I said, validating to say, is this a proper review? Right. One of the ones I read was, uh, oh man, I would never forget this dude. It starts off with this woman, um, and she witnesses a hitman killing somebody. And he sees her, and she drives, and she's trying to get away from him, and he follows her, and she gets in her house, which is like the stupidest shit you can do. He's following you, so you go home, and you get inside your house, and you lock the door, and she goes into her bedroom and locks the door and gets in the closet, and of course, he breaks into the house because you've taken him right to your house. Like, (laughs) why wouldn't you drive your ass to the police department? You know what I mean, what go somewhere where this guy is now? Why are you gonna take him to your anyway? So he, he of course he breaks in there and he shoots her and kills her. Um, and then like her daughter is like there, but he doesn't kill the daughter. Okay. Yeah. So then we we cut to um, like I don't know 10, 15 years later, and the girl has grown up and she moves back to her old hometown, and um, and now she's trying to like get her life back in order and she moves back to the hometown and, and all this kind of stuff. And it's just this whole like, like drama about this girl and you know, like how she, you know, her mind's all kind of messed up because of the death of her mom and blah, blah, blah. After all these years and she's still going to therapy and stuff. And that's it. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. So why it doesn't you... go anywhere with the hitman? No. Why did you have to start off with the hitman? It could have been anything. Her mom could have died in a car accident. She could have like, you know, tripped and fallen off a bridge. And <laughs> she could have accidentally, she could have like accidentally electrocuted herself in the bath of anything. Would have still been as tragic. But you have to have this whole thing with a hitman that never comes back. <laughs> it never comes back. It opens with that. It never comes back. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So of course I gave that a bad review because I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Then there was another one that had to do with these two, these angels on Earth. And the one angel was like following somebody and they were like transforming and shit. I'm like, okay, first <laughs> off, this is way over budget. Second, the one angel was watching over this woman and he would go into like this, uh, this abandoned building and he would lay down in one of the rooms and just had a single light bulb overhead. And he would lay down on the floor and just stare up at, at the light bulb. Right? So... The, <laughs> That actually sounds more like a Neil Breen movie. And so the uh, the uh, the like the other angel would come in there, and be like, "What are you doing?" And blah blah blah. It's like, "You why are you wasting your time with these humans?" And they would and uh, and there was like a pimp that was like, "Yo, blood, what's up?" And he wore he wore like flared like purple bell bottoms. Like, this was supposed to be taking place in like the present day, which is not the seventies. Okay, so you have all that. The the abandoned warehouse where the angel hangs out is across the street. From a hospital. Now, I'm not quite sure where you live, but I cannot envision and have never seen in any city 
where they will put a hospital across the street from an abandoned warehouse. Right, yeah. That's not happening. No. You would never put a hospital across the street from an abandoned warehouse. Yeah, no. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, of course, I gave that a bad review. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I mean, I, I fix printers in hospitals. I go to a lot of hospitals. So, yeah, no. Having been to dozens of hospitals in the past year, I've never seen a single one across from an abandoned warehouse. And I was like, and so after I got my reviews back and I looked at it, I'm like, what the fuck is, like, like I'm like, none of this makes any, like, all these, all these movies are shit. Like, none of this, I, I don't forget what the third one was. Um, I just remember that it was really bad. I don't remember what it was. And so, so anyway, so I get my reviews back and I'm looking, I'm like, you guys didn't even read, the, you guys didn't even read the script. I can tell because of what you're saying you didn't read the script. Right. So, of course, I didn't make it to the next round. And then when Project Greenlight 2 came around, I was like, no, fuck that. And they changed some things with it, but I was I was already burned. I was like, fuck it. Because the people that were also judges, there was no vetting for them. Mm-hmm. So, how do I know that, one, that you just haven't also put yourself out there as a judge? Yeah. Or had your friends come out there and just judge, like, if you have a script that's not mine, fucking tank it. Right. There was no oversight for any of that. <laughs> and so when the second one came by, I was like, man, hell fucking no. You wasted my time before with this. Right, yeah. Uh, again, I'm not playing against them. I think they had a really good idea. And I think it was kind of cool. They're like, oh, hey. But, yeah. Shit, 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 shitty shit. And the only reason <laughs> it brought it up is because I just saw that thing where they saw them like, fuck that. And I think, I guess, one of the people that they made a movie start off from there. But I was like... Yeah, no, that pissed me off, and I was, and I never even watched like the the um the the series. And then of course, the one movie they got made from was the Battle of Shaker Heights with Shia LaBeouf. To my knowledge, was when people started was like, yeah, this is kind of not a good movie. Right. Yeah. It was like so, so the movie that was selected that was made, out of all the other movies that could have been chosen, was not a good movie. <laughs> okay, so right on. Of course. Right, so anyway, I just anyway. Like, I saw that. I just wanted to tell that story. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, uh, this has been a fun one. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to ever do one like this again. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it just took too much out of me. Like, it was very exhausting. Thankfully, this is the last one we're doing tonight. But... No, I mean, no, I mean like, the, just like the, the, the dissecting a song like that. Oh, it just, it just broke your spirit too much? Well, I, mean, I guess we could probably do another. It's just can't, it can't be Vanilla Ice, though. <laughs> it just can't be Vanilla Ice. Nah, it'll probably be a while before we find one that we really need to to do like that again. Excellent. But yeah, anyways, so uh, thanks for giving us a listen, folks. Be sure to check out our other stuff, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Yeah, man. Zang, yo. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give him a hand.